Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this episode of the Foreigners Journals podcast. My name is Caroline. I live in Germany. Um, I was born and brought up in Kenya. And I basically uh, now live in Germany and um, I'm the host of this podcast. So my initial idea of um, starting a podcast was to share my thoughts about life um, and work in Germany, my thoughts and experiences. And now I feel like um, I've just not been able to do that as well as I'd hoped to do. I think part of the reason is that we have been on a lockdown now for um, over a year now. And uh, it's really exhausting to motivate my... I find it really exhausting to motivate myself to uh, record a podcast, like do something private after having conference calls the whole day. I feel like it's so exhausting um, mentally to um, interact with people, like digitally, you know, like I feel like the calls are just more... um, I mean, of course, there are also advantages that you don't have to drive anywhere but I feel like uh, mentally it's very exhausting, you know, to be uh, on call and uh, in front of a screen the whole time. So maybe I'm just making up an excuse. But um, I'm basically my hope is that I'm going to be able um, to be recording a bit more. I've thought about how to uh, what to do with the podcast going forward. And I think my idea is to um, kind of just share my thoughts and reflections and, on what's happening because I just... Um, think like uh, talking about specific topics would require that I sit down and do some research and stuff, and that is not always easy. So um, for now, I think I want to make it like that, that I kind of uh, share my thoughts and reflections about uh, things that are happening. So um, I'll, st- I'll dive right away to this week, like what happened this week. And um, this week was very, very important in Germany because there were elections on, on Sunday. Elections in Germany are usually conducted on Sundays, you know, so um, they are so different from elections in Kenya. Um, elections in Kenya are usually conducted like there are all these like crazy campaigns in Kenya. I mean, now with the pandemic, of course, it's it is, it's different. But I think there's just so little drama when it comes to elections in Germany. Of course, um politicians still kind of um, try to attack each other and stuff. But most of the time, they focus on issues, you know, which is really um, refreshing, but also startling for someone like me who grew up in Kenya. So um, I live in Baden-Württemberg, one of the the southern states that had elections this this past Sunday. And um, Baden-Württemberg is a very, very important um, Bundesland, like a federal state in Germany, because it's one of the uh, one of the most the strongest um, um, federal states economically in Germany. It has a lot of companies. You know, it's basically like the heart of um, heart of um, uh, small and medium sized businesses. I mean, they are all over Germany, of course, but it's especially known to be quite strong in that area, you know. It's also, uh, this Stuttgart is also the um, the headquarters of Mercedes-Benz. So uh, those of you who might be li- listening from outside of Germany, um, if you come to Stuttgart, then you're basically uh, in uh, in the heart of Baden-Württemberg, you know. So I live in this Bundesland, and so we had elections on Sunday, you know. So um, by elections in Germany, what happens is that at 6, they announce on the like their state channels like uh, a day and ZDF, and then they announce 
like the projections for who is going to win, you know. And the funny thing about those, those projections, they, they're called hawk rationale, is that they're really quite accurate, you know. So normally maybe they are a point or two or four or, or three off, but they are quite accurate, you know. So they don't, they're not completely off, you know. So that also happened this Sunday. Um, they projected that the Green, the minister for... Um, the Prime Minister, Mr. Kreshman, who is from the Greens Party, was projected to win, you know, and uh, he did win. And um, his uh, coalition partners are uh, the Conservatives, the, um, the Christian Democrats, who are actually Angela Merkel's party. And they lost, you know, they had quite some big losses. And uh, I think the funny thing about um, that, the funny thing about... Uh, the Christian Democrats at the moment is that um, they are they have quite some scandals going on. There are some things that happen with some politicians that are politicians from the CDU who are kind of involved in some corruption cases involving masks. You know, like uh, kind of giving contracts to people they know or um, or benefiting from it in some way. You know, so there's some corruption issues going on with them. But this has not even uh, affected the popularity of Angela Merkel, you know. So it's very, very important. I think you see out there in the press when they write about Merkel's party losing. And um, what people forget is that it's not Merkel personally. Merkel is not going to uh, contest for elections. So she's basically, uh, when, uh, like when the, the elections for the whole country happen in, in September, she's not going to be a contestant, you know. And her, she continues to be like really, really popular, and her party is not is not doing so well, you know. So um, her party's unpopularity at the moment has nothing to do with her per se, you know. Lots of people approve of how she's done a lot of things, and when it comes to the whole affairs with, for example, the um, how the pandemic has been managed and everything, many people see that. I kind of uh, think that she did the right thing, but the different prime ministers in different uh, federal states didn't always follow through with their agreements, you know. So there's this thing, this this kind of disconnect between Merkel and her party, you know. So I think my guess is that they're not going to do so well this year. They are. Uh, it's possible that um, that they're not going to be in the parliament now. They're not going to be in the like in the government. They're not going to be in the government for uh, Baden-Württemberg because. I'm just suspecting the talks are still going on, and um, I'm suspecting that um, the fact that that the Green Prime Minister now has that possibility to she, he could also make a, have a, a majority with the Social Democrats and the Liberal Democrats. It's possible that he might not choose um, he might not choose this 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 the Angela Merkel's party. You know, that would actually I think be a good thing because I think. The education minister for Baden-Württemberg, she, I, my, in my opinion, she's been a disaster in managing um, education and digital classes and the coronavirus, you know. I think she tried to play it down. I think she tried to act like it wasn't serious at all and tried, in my opinion, endangered people unnecessarily, you know. And I think, I would hope that um, that the prime minister... Um, Mr. Kreshman chooses another coalition partner, you know, like the Greens, I mean, the Social Democrats and the and the Liberal Democrats, FDP, you know. I really hope so, you know. Then maybe we'd have a new uh, way of doing things. 
in managing the pandemic and especially the school issue. So, yeah, the other good thing about those elections is that um, the elections, like the, the right-wing parties, the far-right party, AfD, you know, it's... Um, they're called Alternative for Deutschland. It's a really, really right-wing party, and they're very hostile to... Um, first, of course, they're hostile to foreigners. You know, they have always the foreigners as their, um, like, uh, pet whatever's for hate. But they're also hostile to democracy, you know. And um, they did really poorly. Well, still, they got less than 10%, which is a drop from what they had before. And I'm just really glad that um, such... Such a party is not doing so well anymore. It's always a strange feeling as someone who's not born here to see a party that is so hostile to foreigners doing so well. You know, it's um, it just gives you a strange feeling, you know, because you start, you become aware of uh, how much support the um, people who are anti-migrants uh, have in the population, you know. So that was really nice that they didn't do so well and um, it looks like um, their strength is no longer so much. Um, the second thing that I, would, I want to talk about is that schools finally opened. So um, basically when I say schools opened, what I mean is that the, um, the fifth graders, my, we've been, my kids have been having um, homeschooling the whole time, like basically digital, digital classes and um, basically everything from home since December. And now for the first time this week, my son in, in fifth grade went to school and basically had some lessons, you know. So it's not, it's still not like complete, like um, opening of schools, but they're trying to kind of um, have small classes and kind of test them weekly and um, and just try to... Um, like have, um, have them like do tests and try to find a way to uh, mitigate the whole uh, pandemic situation as well as kind of, yeah, like have normal school, you know. So um, we'll still see. It was just the first week, but um, the, he had a test as well and it was negative. And I'm just kind of, um, I just hope that they try to con continue kind of doing the tests and try to make it as, um, yeah, just maybe take small steps into um improving the situation. What is happening is that the, um, um, the the numbers in Germany are really increasing. There's basically a third wave here and um, there's so many people who are, are, including me, who are worried about, who are questioning or are worried about the whole opening of the schools thing. I mean, no one wants to get infected with Corona, so it's just a really stupid or crazy situation. Um, the other thing is that um, AstraZeneca um, vaccine can be used again. So the hope, of course, is that this is going to maybe improve the situation. The more people get vaccinated, the more um, the situation will hopefully uh, become easier. The other thing that I'd like to talk about, the other thing that happened this week is... Um, the other thing that I'd like to talk about is that um, the president of Tanzania... Uh, Dr. Magufuli Pombe died on Sun on Wednesday. That this this was announced on Wednesday, and uh, this guy was a very very uh, prominent uh, COVID uh, skeptic. He did not believe that COVID was a thing or that it was serious, you know. And I think um, it's suspected that he died of COVID. 
um, many other people have said that he died of um, heart conditions. He had heart conditions the whole time. So um, he's um, like, I think that was also the vice president said that he actually died of heart conditions. I find this situation very sad. I come from Kenya. I mean, like I said, I grew up, I was born and brought up in Kenya. And um, Tanzania is a neighboring country that I've been to several times as a young person for basketball. And um, it's the relationship between Kenya and Tanzania is not always good. They speak a lot of Swahili in Tanzania and generally consider their Swahili to be much, much better than the Kenyan Swahili. And um, it's just, we are neighboring countries, but it's also quite a different country, you know. And um, there are lots of things to admire about Tanzania. One of the things that they say, in, in Kenya, for example, there's an issue with tribalism, that people are very, very uh, aware of um, um, the tribes they come from. And are sometimes, like, especially during elections, there's a lot of hostilities to different tribes. And apparently in Tanzania, this is not the case, you know. So there are some differences between Kenya and Tanzania. You know, they, they speak very good Swahili. Kenyans, Kenyans don't speak such good Swahili. There's apparently no tribalism there. There's a lot of tribalism in Kenya. But um, the reason I wanted to, the, real, the, the reason I've, I want to talk about Magufuli is because I think that this president uh, is was very controversial. You know, I, there are lots of people who say that he was very progressive you know, in some ways. He apparently um, really insisted on um, like zero level corruption, you know, like no tolerance to corruption and really, really try to enforce that, you know. I mean, anyone who knows Africa knows how much uh, of a problem a state planner is, you know, like people who benefit for, uh, from government, um, who get into politics to benefit from um, plundering uh state resources, you know, and apparently this president really tried to stop that. So um, I think in that sense, he was really, really good. But there was also the issue that he he tried to um, to champion the causes for Africans, you know, kind of to uh, pan-Africanism, you know, that he was a champion of uh, Africans trying to do things for themselves and not just relying on foreigners and like really, uh, especially um foreign governments that are um, kind of predators that try to benefit from resources without um, by undercutting the local governments or the or, or like the residents of the of, uh, of the countries in Africa especially so, yeah and um, and so those were clearly very very good things but it's just difficult to understand how someone like him who apparently had a PhD in chemistry, somehow decided that coronavirus wasn't a thing, you know. I think that um, the whole story is really tragic because he unnecessarily um, endangered the lives of many people. You know, if he's, if he's really died of COVID, then it's possible that, um, that it's because he had underlying conditions, you know, which makes it all really tragic, you know, that he had underlying conditions, really serious heart disease, downplayed COVID and maybe got infected with COVID and not, had no fighting chance, you know. But the other thing is that so many other people believed him and followed him, you know, and this is going to lead to so many people dying unnecessarily, you know, or losing their loved ones unnecessarily, you know. And I think that um, at the end of the day, regardless of whatever good stuff he did, 
I think at the end of the day, he felt Tanzanians, you know, and I think that um, this is just um, showing a bit how you can't deny COVID. And maybe I'm just hoping that it's not going to be uh, the beginning of so many people dying in Africa, you know, because so far there's always been this um, this notion that the, um, that COVID somehow spared Africa, you know, that people were somehow uh, able to... Um, kind of, uh, yes, African government somehow managed to get it all under control and not uh, have so many casualties, you know. And more and more, it looks like people are dying, you know. Maybe the issue was that the younger people were getting infected and so, no, the, I mean, most young people, coronavirus is not so risky for young people. But now, and more and more, older people are getting infected, and it looks like uh, as an older person, you don't have a chance, you know. And I just think that this is really, really sad, you know. So um, I just, I just hope that um, it doesn't become as bad as uh, it's been in uh, Western countries like Germany, and the situation is still, still serious. I really, really pray that the situation doesn't get out of hand in Africa. Thank you very much for listening to this podcast. Um, if you have any questions, please send me a message. Uh, send me an email at uh, podcasttheforeignersjournal.com. I'll try to, um, if you can spare a minute, then please ra- please rate this podcast. And uh, if you have feedback or any questions and want me to talk about something specific, then please write to me still at the podcast, theforeignersjournal.com. Thanks a lot for listening and see you next time. Thank you very much for listening to the Foreigners Journal podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Please give us a five-star rating so more people can find the podcast more easily. If you have any questions or would like to contact us, then please use the email address podcast at We hope you join us the next time.